Good afternoon. I always say afternoon. That's my go-to. My my default. Good afternoon. I wake up with this stuff, so I'm like, good morning. Yes, to the Saints is on. (laughs) I don't know if people are going to keep believing you, Andrew. (laughs) Hey, welcome back to To the Saints. This is um, our next episode and yes. it was after the one we just did yes and it's coming before the one we're going to do next that's true mm-hmm. full disclosure guys yes. we yes. actually record three to four podcasts at a time yes. yeah and then play one a week because yeah. that's just what works with that's, our schedule right yes. now and yeah. so we do get a little confused as to <laughs> where we are in what time of day time. it is a little loopy sometimes it's a dark yeah. room with yes. no sunlight I know Yes, yeah, so we we are now in a new studio. Trying yeah. out a new studio. Yeah, trying this, this, out. this yes. time. So far, yeah. so okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but you know what? One thing I have yet to forget. My name's RC. <laughs> I'm Bridget. This is Allison. Uh, my name's Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, but I have not forgotten my name either. <laughs> Carrie. And my name is Andrew. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. And this week we have a another podcast. I was going to say special podcast. But they're all I special. feel like it is in a way. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it is they, They're all special, but this one's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it has to do with us seeing Christ in marriage. More. S- <laughs> I want to hear this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just know there's a little musical intro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Or a longer musical intro. <laughs> yes. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, brother You can't have one without the other Love uh, and marriage Sing it, Frank. <laughs> Suave and debonair. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> and so uh, this week, yeah, we're going to talk about Christ in marriage. And there are many pictures of Christ and the church. That's the bridegroom and the bride. Mm-hmm. But one of the most significant is marriage. Mm-hmm. I think Paul mentions a mystery that mm-hmm. between marriage, which is Christ and the church. Yeah. The number of years of marriage between us ranges from seven years to over 23 years. Mm-hmm. R.C. and Bridget, however, are celebrating their 20th anniversary this year. And this podcast came about from their desire to share some things that they've learned in those 20, 20 years. And we all thought, yeah, we even though there may be some shorter period of time, we've all learned some things yeah. about mm-hmm. marriage. And so through your ability to deduce, you'll figure out how long we've all been married. If RC's <laughs> been married, RC and Bridget have been married for 20 years. Right. Because there is one of us who said she was old in the beginning. In the <laughs> intro. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just guess. But they have all their teeth. <laughs> no, I don't. What well, thought you said that. We have no, most of I our teeth. I said I don't. We have most of our teeth. You always have most more teeth than me, RC. I have more teeth than you. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm. We can we have a teeth. We will go there right now. <laughs> teeth competition. It's a part of marriage, right? Wow. She says your mouth is packed full of teeth. <laughs> last week you had a bucket full of Jesus. Yeah. This week you had a mouth full of teeth. Like you were putting in your teeth last time. I was. I did. I had to put my teeth in. Ivory pillars. <laughs> Early whites. Early whites. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I, I would like to, before we really get going, because I can just already, any single brothers or sisters out there going, oh, this one's not mm-hmm. for me. 
Turn oh, it yeah. off. No. Don't do that. Don't do, Don't it. do that. Don't, Don't touch that dial. Don't do it. Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> because we're seeing Christ. Yes. yes. Yeah. The well, lessons we learned, yeah. And um, actually, a lot of these lessons were learned in conjunction with body life. Yes. Yeah. And play out just as much there as well. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, the combination of, um, the we've, of our experiences are from marriage itself and also what we've experienced in body life. And they've provided some tremendous lessons that have really helped our marriages and also helped our other relationships. Yes. Um, but just to be clear at the beginning, when we're talking about body life, we're talking about face-to-face community, mm-hmm. um, a life that's lived with others, mm-hmm. corporately under the headship of Christ and by the life of Christ alone. Mm-hmm. And we'll be probably the first to admit that we're still learning. Yeah. And we're grateful for the lessons, sometimes hard lessons. Mm-hmm. That we've learned, but we really want to be able to share those with you today and hope you'll find them helpful in your life, um, in your marriages, mm-hmm. or it's even in the community life that, that you guys are sharing mm-hmm. with others as well. Yes. yes. You know, body life, that has to do with the body of Christ. Yes. Right. right. So it's his life. Yeah. Yes. That's, yes. That's part of that body life thing. Right. And, and I have learned sometimes that the lessons are only hard when I make them hard. When I refuse (laughs) to learn them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. So I'm going to get started here. I'll let you know these are not listed in any particular order. (laughs) Nor are they an exhaustive list. Excellent point. Yes. So the first one, and those of you who listen to us regularly have heard us say this Mm -hmm. about other things as well. The first one is lay down your expectations. Yes. So we learned that often our disappointment wasn't because the other person did something wrong. They just simply did something different than what we had expected. So um, I remember, I mean, I've had to practice this over and over and over again. I think all of us sitting here would. I know R.C. has. Mm -hmm. Bless his heart. Bless my heart. Um, But I remember the first time this was really... I was really aware of the fact that it was only my expectation that was causing the issue. And um, this was, gosh, 2007, maybe, a long time ago. Um, And we had gotten new cell phones. RC was working um, part-time, along with another job, but part-time at a um, cell phone place. I was. And, of course, you know, he was with cell phones all day and really wanted us to have new cell phones, so we ended up with new cell phones. Of course. And he brought mine home to me at lunch. And so I got to, like, play with my cell phone and figure it all out all afternoon. And he gets home from work and ate dinner with us, the kids and I, and then went into his office and, like, sequestered himself off and started playing with his cell phone. And I was sitting there washing the dishes in the kitchen so frustrated that he would go take this time for himself. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm washing the dishes, I'm complaining to the Lord, essentially, um... And I just had this awareness of um, how ridiculous my frustration was. Like, I was really making a mountain out of not even a molehill. Like, there was nothing there to be frustrated with. He had worked all day. He had come home and eaten dinner with us. And now, yeah, he wasn't doing what I wanted him to do, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think that a lot of times we have conflict in our marriage simply because we're frustrated with the person for not doing what we wanted them to do. Yes. Yeah. Even when what they're doing isn't wrong. Right. It's just not yeah. what we wanted them yeah, to do. do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also goes much deeper than light things like that because that's a pretty light example. Mm-hmm. Sure. But like there's even the expectation that my spouse is going to make my life better. Yeah. Or my spouse is going to help carry my baggage, right? Yeah. My burden's going to get lighter because now I have this other person to carry it. When in reality, they have their own baggage that they're okay. carrying too. <laughs> and now we're both just carrying each other's baggage. Um, so it can, it can play out in the deeper things as well. Um, I had an expectation that my husband would provide me a certain lifestyle. Yeah, sorry. And maybe he doesn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't necessarily mean that for myself. I just meant like pe- that's an expectation people yeah. can have, right? You mean yes. he didn't want to live in an RV park? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, maybe I have an expectation that my husband's going to be the spiritual leader of our family. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, maybe a, s- a husband has an expectation that my wife is always going to be the you know fit, oh, super yeah. amazing looking. Early 20-year-old, yeah, that she was in the beginning or, you know, whatever. Anyway, just we we do. Those expectations are going to hang us up and cause strife if we don't lay them down. And Right, and that goes beyond what we talked about earlier. This goes even into body life and the body of Christ life. That We can place the expectation that, okay, this house church, this organic church, these people are going to fix my marriage. Yeah. We can have this expectation of having certain things – fix or meet certain needs or what have you that oh now that I'm in this face to face community we just talked about now that I'm in this everything will be better and then when Allison starts to rub you the wrong way you go oh, wait a minute it happens I know <laughs> I know you wouldn't think so but you're right <laughs> she, she can she's a good rubbing stone <laughs> that's what I'm here for I know <laughs> That is so unbelievable. Well, I, I, I'm always looking at Andrew, and <laughs> I always use Andrew as an example. And I, didn't, I know, right? Pick a new example. Right? Right? Pick a new they wouldn't believe you if you use me. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so having expectations, of course, is normal. Yes. But not being willing to let those expectations go when they are not met in your marriage or in body life can be hurtful, either yes. to the relationship or even to the church. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, and you can. Did you talk about clearly communicating exam, uh, expectations? Oh, that's right. I forgot that was part of my thing too. I mean, yeah. So we can clearly communicate our expectations to our spouse. It's, yeah. it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the what's not okay is pestering them about it or, or demanding that they meet those expectations. Right. And say, I will clearly communicate this to you, and now you have to meet it because right. I have explained right. it to you. Yeah, don't <laughs> right. mean it's still no. going to get yeah. met. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it can be healthy for both spouses to express their expectations and then come to a mutual understanding and agreement of mm-hmm. kind of where the marriage is going. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't – that might have come across wrong from what I meant. I don't mean where the marriage is going as in if it's going to stay a marriage or not. I mean like together as a couple, Moving where we're going yeah, as yeah, a, you know, yeah. um, in this marriage. Um, so it's okay to have expectations. It's okay to express those expectations. It's not okay to hang on to those expectations, demand those expectations be met, um, demean your spouse when they aren't meeting those expectations. Yeah. You know, so the, the encouragement is when you realize that an issue is simply your expectation, lay it down. Yeah. More things that we're learning <laughs> as we go along in this uh, 
time of marriage um, is that uh, going to the Lord first. Yeah. What does that mean, R.C.? Well, let me tell you. When you have a beef with your spouse, not beef fajitas, but when like there is an issue with your spouse. It can be over beef fajitas, though. <laughs> it can be. It could be. <laughs> it could be. We're just keeping it real. <laughs> Always go to the Lord first. Yeah. Yeah. I hear people say, oh, don't ever say always and never. Well, no, uh uh-uh. Scratch that thought from your mind. Always go to the Lord first. Because that, that, he's where we go. He's, I want to jump ahead. He's our source for everything. He's our life that we live by. Take all your arguments and frustrations to the Lord first, saints. Yeah. Not to your best friend who will take your side. Mm. Not, not even to the, not even to the spouse who's rubbing you the wrong way. To the Lord first. Why? Because the majority of the time you will find that your arguments and frustrations hold no water. Mm-hmm. We talked about that bucket of water, the Lord putting his hand in and then just filling the whole bucket. Yeah. Because when he comes in, all your frustrations, they're, they're, the water's gone. Mm-hmm. It holds no water. Because uh, you'll find out that it's your expectation you got to lay it down. Or that you do the exact same thing to them, mm-hmm. just yeah. in a different way. Right. It is tough when the Lord reveals our own heart to us. Trust me, I know this. But it is so life-giving because he immediately offers us his heart. There isn't condemnation but conviction. Condemnation leads to death. Conviction leads to life. Yes. There have been many, (laughs) many arguments that in the moment I wanted to have with R.C., but we never actually had, luckily, because I went to the Lord first. It, no, for real. It was a real safety net. Um, after talking to the Lord about it, I was oftentimes able to see how ridiculous or selfish or unimportant my arguments were. Um, and then I had the opportunity to choose. You know, was I going to hold on to this frustration and bring it up and cause strife in my marriage? Or was I going to let it go and allow the Lord to bring peace? Um But I do want to say, I'm not saying that we don't ever have issues that we need to discuss and handle in our marriage. Sure. Because there are times when we're frustrated and we go to the Lord and there is something that needs to be handled between our spouse. And after having brought it to the Lord, he he will reveal, he will say, go take it to. Mm -hmm. He will typically, though, do something in our heart first so that we can go to our spouse um, in a way that... You know, ready for the Lord to work life in the situation rather than going to our spouse demanding our way. Yeah. yeah. You're going to your spouse in the spirit as opposed to in your flesh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so we allow the Lord to adjust our heart first and we have the um, discussion and it might actually be an argument. Yeah. Some, you know, I'm not talking about a hateful yelling at each other, but, but a disagreement. Mm-hmm. An intense disagreement. Can, yeah. Um, but we're, we're working t- toward um, coming to the Lord's mind on yes. the matter, not I'm trying to get my way out of our sea or he's trying to get his way out of me. Or just expressing yourself for the sake of expression. So, because it makes you feel so better. It can be heard. Heard. Let me I get this, this off, off my, my chest, chest. and yeah. put it on you instead. Yeah. And now you have to deal with it and carry it. Um, and we don't always agree after just one discussion. Like yeah. sometimes these issues are, they take time mm-hmm. for the Lord to do his work. And mm-hmm. and we discuss it and the Lord adjusts a little bit and then it comes back around and we discuss it again. <laughs> the Lord adjusts a little bit again. Um, and this is where we long suffer or forbear with one another. 
Um, I think this is a perfect example of situations in which we mean our I do's. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, y'all, I'm not just talking about he leaves the toilet seat up and that frustrates me. And yeah. which we I need don't. to have this talk. He doesn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> His family's a toilet lid down family. But um, I'm, I'm talking about like, like real, there, there are sometimes real issues in a marriage like yeah. that need to be dealt with. And, and we're, we're meeting our I do's here and we're long suffering and forbearing with one another. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse. Yeah. Yeah. There are even times when I get frustrated and I know to go to the Lord first and I actually don't want to Mm -hmm. because for one thing is I just want to be right. And I know the Lord's going to show me something in myself that I don't want to see. Or sometimes I just don't believe he's actually going to be able to bring me a sense of peace about the issue. But you can trust him in this. Bring it to him. Let him do his work. Mm -hmm. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is one lesson just... um, that probably impacted my marriage in reverse. Being in body life first, learning that, I was like, oh, it has helped over time because I tend to be one that wants to be heard. I won't let it go. Um, You have to hear my side of things type of person. Um, And I don't know if you'll say, I feel like I've at least learning to lay it down or taking it to learning to lay it down, taking it to the Lord first. Those two things have been saved me a lot of arguments saved us a lot of mm-hmm. arguments yeah, and headache mm-hmm. um and then it then you know then that process of learning when to speak on a subject yeah. when do i bring it up mm-hmm. you know and a lot of times it wasn't always when i wanted and never sometimes it, and it was never but most time when it was i could tell the difference between when it was i was starting to learn the difference between when i wanted to bring it up and when the when the spirit was said no please go say something yeah. mm-hmm. and so i was starting to learn that life you know but it took me go, laying it down and going to him first to yes. really develop that with the yeah. lord yeah and the encouragement you know for those of you out here out there who are listening and taking notes and you know <laughs> saying this is how we should do it you know at, when this is done it wasn't like Carrie came at me and said I spent time with the Lord and now the Lord is saying this. Like she's not like wallop me over no. the head with the Bible or with, you know, no, the Lord else. said, the Lord told me this, you know, you, you on the receiving end, you, 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 you can sense that different heart behind yes. it. Yeah. And then as I've taken it to the Lord, it's like, yeah, you know, that wasn't, wasn't coming out of, out of an emotion or a reaction. It was like, you know, then you, you're asking the Lord, okay, is, is this legit? Like, what, right. do, what do I need to adjust or what do we need to work through? How do we need to deal with this together? Mm-hmm. That's really good. This is also true when one, of course, this is a completely hypothetical situation, is feeling frustrated with a brother or sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go to the Lord and yep. see what he has to say about it first. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Hypothetical. Never could really happen. It's and, hypothetical. You know, and it's, <laughs> not, it's not, you know, yeah. so you go to the Lord and you can tell him your frustration, but it's also to go to hear him too. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we can go to the Lord with our frustration and never really hear what he has to say about the situation. Sometimes so it takes more hearing anyways. Right. And, yeah. and it's fine. I mean, he's fine. Like, you know, Bridget was saying she was washing dishes and had, you know, had it out with the Lord a little bit about what was going on. And, and it's fine, you know. Um, but the thing is, is to also listen and return. And, um, you know, that is very valuable. Yes. Another lesson that we've learned is giving the Lord the room, the time, the space to transform. Um, Not just yourself, but others as well. So there's a real temptation to try and change things about your spouse that you don't like much or that you wish were different. And sometimes we do this in subtle ways, and sometimes we try to change them in not-so-subtle ways. (laughs) 
But I do offer an encouragement to give the Lord a chance to be the one to do the change, to make the change in your spouse. Give this all-powerful one with authority over all things in heaven and on earth a little time and space to do those transformations, to make those things happen. Um, Because the only person who can truly change a heart, we know this and you know this, a heart and a mind is Christ. And if your spouse is dedicated to the Lord and open to being changed by him, then this transformation, it will take place. I will add three things to keep in mind with this. One is that this can take time, uh, even years. Um, And in the meantime, the frustrated spouse gets to learn things like patience and forbearance, which brings to point number two, that we are also being transformed in this. It's not just about the spouse being transformed, but we are transformed too. So that thing that was so frustrating back when may not even be that big of a deal now. Maybe the Lord has softened your heart toward your spouse in regards to the issue or shown you the things that you do that frustrate your spouse. And maybe that thing even never changes or goes away, whatever that thing was, but it just doesn't even bother you anymore. Right. So point three is that, as we've kind of talked about earlier too, is that sometimes the Lord wants you to talk to your spouse about this issue and be part of that change taking place and happening Mm -hmm. but once again it's going to the lord first you being softened first and then the lord sometimes says okay yeah you can help with that you can Mm -hmm. be a part of that change amen yes and this applies also to our brothers and sisters who sometimes we really want to change or be different or we're frustrated with their opinions or the ways that they behave Mm -hmm. the lord also is transforming them. So give the Lord the time and space to make those changes. Don't feel like you have to try to force that on them. It's not going to work that way. Yeah, one thing that I was thinking about, Alice, when you were talking is um, there might be some listeners who their husband or their wife aren't believers. Or Mm -hmm. maybe they they go to church on the, the holidays and they might be wanting to stop listening or they're like, they're just fresh. Well, it's not going to work because my husband or my wife isn't going to go to the Lord. Well, these same things apply to you. You know, ask the Lord and he'll, he hears you. Yeah. He, he will give you the patience and the forbearance mm-hmm. yeah. and, and the times when to speak the life and when, when to press, when to sit. Mm-hmm. And um, so we want to encourage you in, as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of the biggest things I learned, um, it was probably about, 10 or 12 years into our marriage at that point. Um, and what I learned was, is that Christ is my source, not my husband. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were over in the mission field at the time, and it was a pretty stressful situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, before that, before it was changed, I, I had looked to my husband to meet all of my needs. He was the head of the family. He was the one that was supposed to provide everything financially, mm-hmm. spiritually, everything. Um, And I remember being frequently disappointed. I mean, and rightfully so, I should have been, because I was looking to the wrong source. Sure. You know, and I was depending on um, him, you know, and depending on how well he did those things, that was the gauge of whether our marriage was doing okay. Yeah. Yep. You know? um, What a heavy burden. I know, right? Um, I kept wanting to improve him and help him in his job to make things better so he could lead the family better, you know, and all these things. Um, And the thing is, is we've grown up with each other. I've known him forever. So I know, (laughs) I know it can make him happy and I know it pushes his buttons Um, pretty good. Um, Anyway, so anyways, again, one day on the mission field, uh, we were really going through a difficult time. Um, There were a lot of external pressure 
of things that were happening with who we were working with and then internally what we were going through about how we were reacting to those things. Um, and I, it, it, this has burned in my memory. The very first time we had both felt like we wanted to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that kept us from doing it is because we were in Africa. <laughs> we couldn't go anywhere. Praise the Lord, we were in Africa. Yeah. We, we, we had just had it, yeah. you know. I and, I mean, he remembers age. it too. Yeah, I remember where we were. When we were I know, me too. I, I mean, it's like one of those things you're just like, wow. And that's not, because we have been together for so long, that is not something that we were accustomed to. Yeah. We, I mean, in our brains, we're together forever no matter what. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't like, let's just, you know, figure out a different way to do this. Yeah. Um, but it was... Um, during this time that I had learned that I was placing um, all the expectations I was placing on him was really the Lord's was only the Lord that could do those things yeah. in him, in me and through us. And, um, and once I learned, he's like, he isn't created to meet all your needs. I was created to meet all your needs. And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, what does that mean? You know, and then it's been, you know, a long time, you know, learning what that means. But then I'll, you know, I began to learn that he is my source for love and patience and kindness. Mm -hmm. Um, He's everything I need for my marriage. He's my source of forgiveness for my husband. Um, Christ is my head Um, and learning how to live out of him as my source um, for those things. And it took a lot of pressure off my husband. And it took Mm -hmm. pressure off me trying to fix him. Mm -hmm. I could just let my husband be my husband. And I could just be myself. Um, and, you know, so now the success of our marriage is based off of us learning to live by the Lord's life and um, to get through the things that are happening to us. Yes. Um, and, you know. Yeah, I guess I'd just add, you know, in that situation where you have that expectation or, and you know, maybe we had learned, yeah, I, I am the, the leader. I am the provider. Um, everything that happens is going to be a reflection of, of how well I'm doing that it's almost, I guess I would say maybe a performance based Yes. because if I wasn't, then possibly you might um, resist our relationship or hold back or um, if I, and if I was doing a good job in that, then you might be more I would be closer, um, to, you. closer to me happier. and our marriage would be happier or at least have those, those, um, uh, performance like mm, yeah. oh yeah you, okay you met that goal yes okay now now we can um, not necessarily be intimate as much as just be close and be happy together right enjoy yeah. each other's company oh you're not okay I'm gonna go to my room and, mm-hmm. and do something right. else we'll have that separation right yeah. yes my example kind of goes along with all these lessons so far the uh, laying down our expectations going to the Lord first, giving the Lord time and space to transform, and how he is the source of, uh, he is our source and our spouse is not, and even these other lessons that we're about to get into in just a moment. But, uh, and I remember this too, this came in the midst of body life as well. Um, we had moved to Gainesville and all this other stuff was going on. And I, this, this affected me so much that I even wrote a couple of blog posts concerning it um, on our blog that we have. And I remember when the Lord one night finally showed me that I was turning my wife into my idol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was um, 
she was my God. Like like Carrie was saying how she looked to Andrew for this, this, and this, and this. I was looking to Bridget for all of that. I was looking for her to meet everything because that was just – it wasn't even necessarily I was looking – to her to fulfill it is just that in my mind she did fulfill all that yeah. already you know that I, I even wrote down I you could even say that I worshipped her you mm-hmm. know that, that I in my mind the way that I thought I felt about her was so what the Lord wants from his bride so how he wants to be desired and uh, look to I just I threw all that on her so unfairly because yeah. she never asked for me to <laughs> <laughs> treat her as my God or, or anything like that. And it was in, um, we were sitting in bed one night talking about all this, and I just, you know, I, I felt like I had gone to the Lord first so many times. Mm-hmm. And I may have really gone to Him, but it was like what we said, I just went and unloaded everything onto Him. I only said it so that I could say it. Okay, I, I, I've aired things out. And now I could actually go to Bridget and say, well, I've talked with the Lord about this. Right. <laughs> when I may have told the Lord, Lord this, but I haven't really had a conversation with the Lord because I shut my ears to whatever he may have yeah. wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Which, if I had sat and listened and given him time and space to transform me, <laughs> I may not have had this other experience. <laughs> but I I remember thinking, um, you know, the Lord just revealed to me in that moment, you have made her your idol. You look to her for all these things instead of looking to me for all these things. And that was that was a trip. That was, a, oh, my gosh, you're right. I'm sorry. And then my next, like it was, it was that same night or another night we were talking again, and it was the flip side of that. And all of that idolatry that I had made her into, I had expected to be that for her. I had expected her to become or to 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 make me that I, yeah. I expected her to love me the way I loved her or the way I thought I loved her anyway, which meant all these expectations in my mind of all this stuff. You know, we're talking about marriage, so I'll I'll say this other part. I expected a lot more intimacy, as Andrew said, than than what I felt like I was getting, and because mm-hmm. that's how I thought I was expressing my love for her. Mm-hmm. And she was expressing love in other ways, and I just was closed off to that because in my mind I was fixated on this yeah. one thing. Yeah. And so it turned, <laughs> the Lord said, uh, so he showed me first that I had made her my idol, and then he showed me that I was wanting to be her idol. I, didn't, I never, I never would have said that. Yeah. But my actions and behavior yeah. to whenever she did not exhibit that kind of love towards me that I was expecting or wanting that I would I would do like you guys said pull away or, or mm-hmm. sequester myself off and, and she knew it she could tell when I was happy or when I was not mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it took it took giving the Lord that time and space like we said to actually transform my heart I you know I may have gone to him expecting him to transform her heart show her this when he's like dude I can't because you're not even seeing it. <laughs> I got yeah. to show you. Yeah. And, and it's that whole reminder of, okay, I had one time in a uh, in another meeting, another time, back when we were in <laughs> place, 
I had walked through somebody's yard, and we were sitting in this small group meeting, and Bridget was sitting next to me, and there were some new people that came in. And um, they, the people that came in and sat down next to us. Yeah, and so I'm just sitting there. The meeting hadn't really started yet, and I I'm, you know, I got my legs story. crossed and stuff, and I'm thinking. And so I, I just, I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, you just get this whiff. What is that? And I, and I look over, and I go, man, those new people stink. <laughs> and Bridget, Bridget gets up and walks over and sits on the other side of the room. And I'm no, going, no, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I smell it too. Yeah. But my first thought is, crap, did I step in something and like bring yeah. it in the house? So like I'm checking my shoes, making sure that I'm not the one stinking, mm-hmm. right? So then she well, walks Well, then I realize that it's not me. Okay, Mike, I'm good. I'm not going to sit here. So there's <laughs> there. I get up and go so, sit in the And part chair. of my, you know, I'd, I'd idolizing her and wanting mm-hmm. to be idolized by her, I'm a little already put off that she's gone and sat somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Not like, next to you. Not next to me. I'm going... Mm-hmm. And then I'm put off that she's leaving me over here by these stinky new people by myself. <laughs> and she's gone over there, and I'm just going, man. So I'm really struggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm str- Lord, Lord, what's going on? And so meeting still hasn't really started yet. And I remember I crossed my leg one way, and I looked down, and there's something on my shoe. That's <laughs> <laughs> me that had stepped in something. Yeah. <laughs> And I and I remember. Oh, I'm sure my red, my my red, my face went different shades of red. And I, I politely tried to quietly excuse myself. And I I was walking funny because I didn't want to spread it all over the carpet and everything. And oh man! So my for me my lesson was: if something stinks, check yourself yeah. <laughs> first. First. <laughs> and so yeah, that's the moral of the story, saints. Is uh, in marriage and body life, yeah. something's not going right. Check yourself. Check yourself. <laughs> Check your shoes. What you step Make sure in? You check it. Yourself. Check yourself. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's awesome, and it made a huge difference in our marriage. It did, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. so much more freedom good. in life. Yep. Right, because then I wasn't having to perform, you know, in a certain way to be to warrant that kind of love from her. Because right. you know, in my expectations of well, I, I just I just love her unconditionally, which I didn't, because <laughs> I had all these conditions yeah. on it. Uh, you know, I expected to be loved unconditionally, and so when she wasn't showing that unconditional love, I you know, there was just that bondage and that cycle, vicious cycle of all that. But once the Lord, He broke those chains, and like, oh, it's a different marriage now. <laughs> I think one of the points you made in that um, that article, if I'm remembering right, was basically that it, sometimes it's hard to think of your spouse as loving Christ more than you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's kind of a hard pill to swallow, but that's exactly what the I way want. it should be. That's yes, what yeah. I want. You know, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't sound like that's right. Yep. No, that's right. The marriage uh, is better for Christ being first mm-hmm. in always. Yeah. yeah. She, she would write, yeah. she would say things like loving Christ more and stuff, and I would always put me up. Be like, oh, no, I should be first. And, and you got jealous Lord, of Christ. Yeah, I got yeah. jealous of the, the Lord. other man. No. <laughs> yes, the indispensable man. man. <laughs> I turned out I was dispensable after all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wow. All right, so another thing that we've learned is um, to prefer one another. And I was actually thinking about this on our 20th anniversary back in March. Um, and how I think about it all the time. <laughs> okay, you win. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> how the world tells us that in marriage you're supposed to just prefer your spouse over 
everyone else in the world, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I'm supposed to prefer R.C. to all the other men in the world, mm-hmm. and, and that's how I prefer him. But um, the reality is that there can still be one person in the world that I prefer over him, which is yep. me, yep. myself. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's been learning to prefer our, each other over ourselves. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so as we're laying down our lives for each other, we're, it's not this, I'm a doormat. And so RC, no. we always do what RC wants. We always go where RC wants and eat what RC wants. And typically we go where I want to eat. <laughs> Rarely does this happen to you. <laughs> he just happens to be the one that doesn't care as much as me. This is true. And so he's happy to defer. Great example, you know, so like, um, but there's a willingness and openness to, to prefer for our spouse to have the say before us. Um, and I think this is a beautiful, um, expression of the Lord, the father and the son and the spirit. They're, they're constantly preferring one another, laying their lives down for one another. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there's no one way that this looks. Like I said, this isn't, I always do what RC wants. I always give RC what he wants. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying there's an attitude of preference mm-hmm. um, in, in our hearts um, that where we're going to. Uh, so like a perfect example right now, a very recent example for me is that um, a couple months ago, RC and I both started um, hearing the Lord saying, I want to make some changes, um, you know, the way that we had things set up with our jobs and our kids just wasn't really going to, you know, it wasn't going to be the best for for much more time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, RC and I were both working full time. We homeschool. We didn't feel like that should be changed. And so that meant that our kids spent a significant amount of time alone at home. Um, When RC started his job, he was able to come home more, but then they were doing a lot of maintenance and updates. I even started part-time, and then I went full-time. Right. Anyway, so things just changed. And then we got to the point where we just both sensed the Lord saying, um, it's time to make a change. And the reality is we both want to be at home with the kids. We both want to be the ones to quit our job and stay home. But financially, somebody has to work. Um, And after praying about it and um, talking to lovely saints who do this podcast with us. They, they really prayed about it, not just that term, praying about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, honestly, I wrestled with the Lord on some things. Um, and But eventually there was a, a sense of life in uh, preferring R.C. and in the circumstances as well and that he would be the one that would come home and it, he would be the one who would quit and, and be at home with the kids. Um, and I would stay working. So, you know, that basically we go to the restaurants I want to go to, <laughs> and he gets to quit his job. Yes. That was the trade off. It's called marriage, Saints. <laughs> yeah, we kind of had an example like that. It was a few years ago, it was pretty recent, my whole point. Um, and, you know, I know before we had mentioned about divorce and stuff like that but this one was the um i guess it could lead to the same idea but this was the first time we weren't on the same page about something mm-hmm. and this was actually like the direction in which we would go like a, a, actually a direction in life that we would walk together yeah mm-hmm. it was it, it was pretty it was pivotal mm-hmm. in that way it wasn't just you know what restaurant that kind of you know right. at that time right. and um you know, and he saw it as he would have to give up his way of seeing it in the way he wanted to go. And I saw it that the way I wanted to go would have to be, 
you know, who was going to win. Right. It was really a battle of wills. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty strong-willed. He is passively strong-willed. <laughs> um, but he's still just as strong Secretly strong-willed. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just more vocal about how she, strong-willed I am. She's strong-willed. I just dig my feet in. Yes. So that she drags me. I, I dig in some <laughs> <laughs> And it really did for... It was a good year and some. Yeah. It really felt like we were going through a death. Yeah. I mean, I can remember picture, you know, seeing pictures of just like I was surrounded in darkness. Yeah. And um, I really, it's like, and we would look at each other like, I have no clue how we're going to get through this. Yeah. I, we really had no clue. We're like, um, are, it, will this break us? Right. Um, it actually still just brings tears to my eyes. Because mm-hmm. um, I, was, I was scared at that point. I, would, mm-hmm. I didn't know how we, I really didn't know how we were going to get through. And if the good thing was, is he would always look at me, you know, we would be mad at each other for, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of days and we'd be nice to each other, you know, those kinds of things. But, <laughs> Um, he would always look at me and he'd say, I don't know, but we will. Yeah. And I really felt like that was the Lord. Mm-hmm. It was yep. just listening to that, holding on to that. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, this was, you know, the way Bridget put it, um, preferring one another. Mm-hmm. We literally both had to lay down the direction we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Even with in, the, in no ourselves, we would try this compromise right. we yeah like, oh can we do a little bit of your idea a little, a little bit, bit of my, of my idea, idea with that it was that like work? no that's not really the that lord still wasn't even and, but i knew the lord had us together in it yeah but we couldn't i just couldn't see how it would play out yeah, yeah. but i think the lord allowed us to be in that death oh yeah in that For state sure. where yep. he wasn't oh, going to reveal that next step until, until we, we completely died to all, <laughs> all that within ourselves yeah. yeah i had to come to a point where if the direction i wanted to go was never going to be allowed yeah yeah it was never going to be allowed. Are you going to be okay? I remember the Lord asking me that, and I was like, "Well, I don't really know." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I, I, you know, I came to that, and He did too. You know, mm-hmm. Andrew did too. And then it was, um, and then it wasn't about whenever we, you know, did end up going a particular direction. Neither one of us cared anymore. Mm-hmm. We didn't think, "Oh, ha, I won." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like right. we were like, mm-hmm. "I got my way." You know, mm-hmm. it was like, "Oh, okay," yeah. and. Um, it was a complete, it, we, we came out on the other side, a completely different couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was probably, we had been preferring one another, but I think that was the one where it really required us to prefer the Lord yeah. Yeah. and yeah. not ourselves yeah. um, and the other, if the Lord had asked us to prefer that particular direction they wanted to go. Right. Um, and it, it, I'm glad we're on the other side of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. but we learned a lot um, to prefer the Lord and one another over each other, mm-hmm. or ourselves really. So. Yeah, this considering others above yourself, this preferring others is also essential in body life. Um, it's connected to this idea of mutual submission, that if everyone is submitted to each other and not favoring their own thoughts and ideas, then Christ has this room to come through. Yes, he does. Amen. Amen. All right, so um, another big shift for... Um, all of us, I think everyone yeah. has amen this one, um, that, amen. that particularly came about as we started to see um, other saints as our brothers and sisters in Christ. We really started to see the reality of that relationship was that I began to see that our C was actually first and foremost my brother in the Lord mm. before he was my husband. Mm-hmm. And then even after he's my husband, because one day he won't be my husband. Mm. Um And so, you know, starting from and operating out of that relationship first, like whenever I would be really frustrated with R.C. and maybe be talking in a hateful tone to him, um, like would I talk to another brother 
in the Lord that way. Mm-hmm. No. You know, so why would I talk to this brother that way? Mm-hmm. Um, would I expect the same things of another brother in the Lord? No. So why now? Obviously, there is a, there is something different about a marriage relationship, and I yeah. can't expect things of our seed that, I can't that you expect don't expect of other brothers. brothers. <laughs> sure, yes. yes. But one is spiritually, and one is from the physical aspect. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it 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 changed how we related to each other, and it also changed when we um, actually started um, ministering together in the Lord. Um. It really changed then because we weren't ministering together as husband and wife. But we were ministering together as brother and sister. Yes. Um, so. Yes. Yeah, and what I was going to say is just kind of what Bridget said. The idea is, you know, the simple question is when I'm frustrated with my spouse or there's something wrong, would I treat my brothers and sisters in Christ the same way I'm treating my spouse? Would I... Right. Um, talk to them that way? Would I think of them that way? Would I approach them that way? Right. And um, it's a real good um, check. Mm-hmm. Litmus test. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I do remember the day that um, hit me. I was at, We were at our house in Gainesville. I was in the living room. We had a really big living room. And I remember being mad at him about something. I don't, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I just remember being mad. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, that's that. That was at that point when he just kind of gently said, "You know, he's your brother." Mm-hmm. And again, like everybody's been saying, would you treat your brother or sister that way? Um, and it did change my tone and demeanor pretty quickly. And that's the difference between condemnation and life. Yeah. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I was convicted yep. of my behavior mm-hmm. and brought life uh, in a way of changing my tone. Um, you know and. and addressing him and you know i have to be reminded of that still in a way of like he's your brother (laughs) it's you know we just forget but um that is definitely revolutionary in your marriage um if you can catch on to that um another one is uh the goal of marriage is god getting what he wants the increase of his son in us yeah Yeah, come on so for me marriage isn't always about all my needs getting met Mm -hmm. and for me to feel fulfilled um I would often think and look and depend on Allison to meet my needs. Mm-hmm. Like, fulfill. Yeah, she, 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 she's surprised. I'm thinking that's a terrible idea. Fulfill my yeah. needs, but yeah. it's all about Christ and him getting his idea. way yeah. and his uh, expression. Yeah. Now, he does use marriage to teach us himself and to conform us, transform us into the image of himself yeah. and expression. So our spouses are our biggest rubbing stones to that transformation. Yeah, He put us together and we rub together so that Christ can have something of it, so he can have his expression. And if we are only concerned with what we get out of our marriage, then we miss out on the best yes. part yep. that marriage was created for, and that is to know Christ yes. and to express Christ. Yes. Learn to live by his life and be transformed. Amen. Yeah. We're still early in our marriage, but when we first were dating in first years of our marriage, we were, we were pretty grateful because we kind of immediately got into body life and was able to see some of these things and realized that one of the reasons why ultimately I'm attracted to Allison is because she loves Christ yep. mm-hmm. more than me, and she's told me mm-hmm. <laughs> to my face. Mm-hmm. 
I love them. And it's just like, great. Yeah. And sometimes, rough situation, you're just like, nah, no, I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> you saying that to me. I don't like knowing that. But yeah. it's one of those things where I'm grateful that I, I know I have a spouse who will go to the Lord mm-hmm. before, before me. Yeah. Because I know Tyrone will want to fix it and do whatever, and he'll mess it up. Yeah. But Christ, he got it. Yeah. <laughs> so we learn to live by his life together. Yes. Amen. Yeah, I know we've talked about transformation and things like that. I think something um, more recently that I realized I learned, um, you know, transformation can be a messy adventure, um, mm-hmm. especially when the Lord uses your spouse to bring it about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it is. It's messy. Um, but, you know, transformation is also a custom job. Yep. You know, yeah. the Lord does yes. not handle each one of us exactly the same. And even though, you know, Andrew, I could say we grew up together and we're a lot alike, there are a lot of ways we are not. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things that I, that need to be changed in him, that in me, that don't necessarily need to be changed in him. Um, but anyways, you know, we're, we're walking through this together, yeah. you know. And, and the way I've changed my view of marriage is that's what we've been married for, is to walk out this transformation together. Yeah. Um, it's not, um, like I said, to meet our needs. It's to meet the Lord's need. Um, and to, you know, to actually go to allow this to happen, I realized that the Lord re- needed a deeper kind of love than what I had always known. Yeah. And I can remember saying to him, you know what, I, I don't think I love you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm not saying, like, what it, what it sounds like, but I know I don't. I, what I heard the Lord say was, um, the way you've been loving him is not how you can continue to love him. Mm. Not like I was doing something mm-hmm. wrong. Yep. It was just the love that is going to be required for the next few years of your marriage. Mm-hmm. Not like something was coming up. He's just like, it needs to be different. Mm-hmm. This deeper kind of love that um, I'm going to ask of you. So that's why I felt like I didn't love him because I didn't love him like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and I really you know, struggled with it for a while. And then I realized... Um, it was almost like, are you going to love him enough to allow me to do whatever it takes for me to transform him? Will you walk whatever he needs to have, whatever I need to happen to your husband to become the expression of Christ I need him to become? Will you stick with me in it? Will you love him in it? Will you keep? And that was like another marriage renewal. Yeah. Yeah. It's but a, of a completely different kind. Because through that, when somebody's being transformed, it's messy they really don't like you sometimes or you know they're going through a hard time and it may not be anything about you they're just having a difficult time with the lord they're struggling with the lord they're just you know not able to and during those times your needs aren't getting met mm-hmm. you know and what do you do with that yeah. you know my you know i'm going to say a generality um females may like to have that need to have that connection that you know just one-on-one talking or you know whatever if i'm not getting that are you going to be okay you know, I needed to be okay for my for the Lord to take my husband through whatever he needed to be transformed. But that also, I think, was a deeper version of what he told me a long time ago, is that I'm your source. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm walking out why I needed yeah. to know he was my source. Mm-hmm. It was so that I would stay tethered to the Lord mm-hmm. through the process and allow the Lord to do whatever he needed in my husband, which isn't, I mean, I don't even know what that is even now. I mean, it's not like there's something we're going through or anything that's horrible. It's just, will you allow me to do this? And um, I'm like, yeah, I mean, sure. Um, And then it becomes that point where you're actually co-laboring with the Lord. 
on behalf of your spouse. You know, I'm not demanding my way. I'm not demanding what I want. I'm not um, waiting, you know, please hurry up so you can get done. It won't be, you know, whatever it is mm. anymore. Um, and that, to me, is marriage. Mm-hmm. Marriage is the Lord, I think, for me, it has intended. Yeah. Yes. Um, Amen. Anyway. Mm-hmm. It really what? is a beautiful thing. Go ahead. I was going to, one thing real quick about the seeing your spouse as a brother and sister. I really appreciate us and all of us coming into that revelation because you get to experience the expression of Christ in close proximity. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's one of those gracious acts of the Lord because, you know, everybody's not married. And so you have brothers and sisters who are in a church who you get to see often if you guys are functioning out of the life of the Lord, but you know, you get to see an expression of the Lord like every day. Mm-hmm. Not just three times a week or two mm-hmm. times a week. You get to see it every day. Yes. And learn and talk to the Lord like he's beside you. Turn to the Lord together. Yeah. To work through things. Love and marriage. Wow. We kind of got a little practical there. Love and marriage. Go together like a horse. And What's the name of that horse? Marriage. Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed. You can't have one without the. Well, all right, Saints. To the Saints.com. This is the website. To the Saints at. To the Saints Radio at gmail.com is the email address. Right. Yeah, and we we've verified that it is to the Saints Radio on Facebook. Yes. 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 Now, now listen. There are some of you Saints out there who have been married longer than twenty three years. Yeah. And have yeah. some other experiences. Even Saints who have are just newlyweds. You guys are going through some stuff. Um, if you have anything, the Lord's putting on you to share with us. Please do. Yes, yeah. please. More questions. Question, yeah, like what do you mean by that? What do you, you ask us? Yes, pretty please, Andrew or Tyrone will answer. Yes, <laughs> yes, all right. Uh. <laughs> well, until next time, I'm Mr. Babian, I'm Mrs. Babian, I'm Mrs. Hardy, I am Mr. Hardy, I am Mrs. Walters, and I am Mr. Walters. <laughs> 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 <laughs>